0: Welcome and thank you for listening to the Akul Church Podcast. We exist so that people will be in community with Jesus and one another. We'll do that by listening to God, loving people, leading by empowering others, and linking to our community. Today, Pastor Humbi Cervera will share a message with you. We hope you enjoy it. Okay, guys, it's week eight of Fruit of the Spirit, and at this point you know what this series is about. We are taking a deep dive into the idea of spiritual fruit. Now, the reason that we're doing this deep dive is because fruitful is the word that is guiding Akuo Church for this year. To kick off the year, we learned that we need to dig our roots deep into the riverbank of God's living water, and when we can dig our roots into the riverbank of God's living water, which is the Holy Spirit, we can connect with God. The connection with God is what bears spiritual fruit in our lives, and because we have learned these things here at Akuo Church, we are doing our best to be fruitful this year and every year after this. So in this series, we want to show you practical applications of the fruit you receive for yourself and how you can share that fruit with other people. With that being said, you're gonna need a notebook or some paper or have your notes app ready later on in this message because we want this series to be more than just something nice you hear about being connected to God. We want it to be more than like a spiritual TED talk. We want you to be able to apply this to your life. Now this series is all based around the scripture we find in Galatians 5. There it says, the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And this week, we jump into the topic of faithfulness. So to understand what faith is, we need to start with a basic working definition of it. So for today, let's say that faith is when you have complete trust or confidence in someone or something. I think one of the easiest ways I can show that to you is by thinking through what a chair does. It sounds simple enough, right? I'm, not, I'm sure a lot of you are like sitting down right now while you're watching or listening to this. So let me ask you this. When you sat down, were you worried that chair or sofa wouldn't hold you up? Or did you just sit down on it and you had faith that it would keep you from falling on the ground? I would imagine that for most of you, You trusted your chair. You trusted your bench or sofa or whatever it is that you're sitting in. You trusted it wouldn't break when you sat down. Now, I'm sure someone is listening right now saying, well, yeah, of course. I didn't think twice about the safety of this chair. I've sat here a bunch of times and it hasn't let me down yet. Well, based on that idea, we can see that faith in something can grow over time. Maybe the first few times you need to like feel it out and figure out how comfortable the chair was. But after those few times, you just like jump right onto it without any worries. So let's expand this idea of faith in a chair under us to something a little bit like further out there. You know, we do the same thing in our relationships. We see how people act in different situations in our lives and, and through seeing them do it time and again, we have faith in them, whether it's good or bad. We trust or have confidence in that relationship that they're gonna act a certain way every single time. So what about you? Where is your faith? Is it something you give out easily? Is it something that like anyone has or do you just keep it to yourself? Do you feel like other people might have faith in you Do you feel like you're even worthy of the faith that people show on you? Well, today, I want to get into what faith looks like when we are following Jesus. So faith is when you have complete trust or confidence in someone or something, right? To have confidence in something, you have to understand what it can do. You have to understand what it is. So what I want to do is look at a few times where Jesus recognizes someone's faith in action and how he reacts to that. So for today, we're going to look at the account of the disciple that followed Jesus named Matthew. You see, Matthew was a tax collector that was just like hanging out one day doing what tax collectors did in that time, which was overtax people and keep that overage for themselves to become very rich. Now one day, Jesus came along and told Matthew to follow him and become his disciple. Stop being a thief. So Matthew did. And in his tax collecting days, Matthew had to keep pristine records, and he did the same thing in Jesus' ministry. Matthew kept records of things Jesus did, and because of that, we now have the book of Matthew in the Bible. It's a firsthand eyewitness account of what Jesus did while he was on the earth. So let's take a look at what Matthew recorded about the faith of a man, Jesus, and the disciples came across one day. There it says, When Jesus returned to Capernaum, a Roman officer, or a centurion, came and pleaded with him, Lord, my young servant lies in bed, paralyzed and in terrible pain. Jesus said, I will come and heal him. But the officer said, Lord, I'm not worthy to have you come into my home. Just say the word from where you are and my servant will be healed. I know this because I am under the authority of my superior officers and I have authority over my soldiers. I only need to say, go, and they go or come, and they come. And if I say to my slaves, do this, they do it. So let's stop the story right there. This is an incredible insight that we got to see from the Roman official that is known as a centurion. The reason he had that title is because he would lead 100 soldiers, century, 100, centurion. So he knew that he could give orders to his soldiers, and he was subject to the orders of the people that were above him and led him. This centurion understood power structure in a very real way because he lived it every single day. Here's how it would look for the centurion. When the centurion gave a command, it carried all the authority of the emperor. And because of that, his soldiers would obey. Now if a soldier decided to disobey an order the centurion gave, the soldier was really disobeying the emperor. So the centurion realized that Jesus also operated under a similar system. Jesus was under God's authority. But when he used God's authority, when Jesus spoke, God spoke. To defy Jesus was to defy God. So the centurion made this connection in his logic. Jesus's word had the same ability and authority that God's word has to heal sickness. The centurion had complete trust and confidence that Jesus's authority was God's authority. And Jesus's word was God's word. So let's look at how Jesus reacted to the faith the centurion showed in this moment. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed. Turning to those who were following him, he said, I tell you the truth, I haven't seen faith like this in all Israel. So let's pause again real quick. How cool is that to read? Jesus was amazed by what the centurion had to say. Then Jesus throws an amazing compliment. He says, I haven't seen faith like this in the entire country we are in. Guys, that included the company that was with him. Even the disciples of Jesus didn't have a faith like the Roman centurion had like that day. Much like us with our chairs, the centurion understood that this was just gonna work. There was a a bunch of hemming and hawing from the centurion. There wasn't anything like that. The centurion didn't give Jesus an out. He didn't say like, Jesus, if it's in your will, can you maybe heal the servant of mine? But if not, it's okay, it's cool. No, the centurion had faith. The centurion had complete trust and confidence in the authority of Jesus. So let's go back to the story and see what happened. Then Jesus said to the Roman officer, go back home. As you believed, it has happened. And the young servant was healed that same hour. So we see here that the Roman centurion fully understood who Jesus was. And through this, something amazing happened. What the Roman centurion believed would happen actually happened. That's not the only time we see something like this. Let's look at another story where we see Jesus interact with people that are faithful. We go back to the account of Matthew for this one. There it says, the leader of a synagogue came and knelt before Jesus. My daughter has just died, he said, but you can bring her back to life again if you just come and lay your hand on her. So another person here is completely trusting and giving complete confidence in what Jesus can do. So Jesus and his disciples got up and went with him. Just then a woman who had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding came up behind him she touched the fringe of Jesus's robe. For she thought, if I could just touch his robe, I will be healed. Jesus turned around and when he saw her, he said, daughter, be encouraged. Your faith has made you well. And the woman was healed at that moment. When Jesus arrived at the official's home, he saw the noisy crowd and heard the funeral music. Get out, he told them. The girl isn't dead, she's only asleep but the crowd laughed at him. After the crowd was put outside, however, Jesus went in and took the girl by the hand, and she stood up. The report of this miracle swept through the entire countryside. So here are two incredible stories of faith, and it's great to see how Jesus reacted to both of these people's trust and confidence in him. Now what I want to show you is that their faith wasn't the power that made the healing come to pass. It was their faith that led them to Jesus, and it was Jesus that made the healing happen. Now, I know this sounds like I'm really splitting hairs, but I'm doing this because it's very important. I need you to understand where the true power of this universe lies, and it's not with you. It's not with your faith. Your faith is not strong enough to make things happen. What your faith can do is lead you to the one that can make things happen. Your faith can lead you to the one that you can have total trust and confidence in. But it's not your faith that's making something special happen. I mean, let's look at it like this. I like to take my car to get washed at one of those like drive-through car washes. I like to go because they have the cool like flashing lights while you're going through and the vacuums and all the bells and whistles. So with this, I might say, I washed my car today. But that would be wrong. To be correct, I would need to say, I took my car to get washed by a robot today, <laughs> you know, through one of those drive-through things. I don't really do anything to get my car clean. The car wash tunnel takes care of it all. I just took the car to the place that will get it clean. It's the same thing for us and our faith with Jesus. We have faith that Jesus will do something great. Our faith will not make Jesus do something great. Do you see the difference there? So. Here's the cool part about this though. We see this idea happen in all of these stories. With the centurion, his total trust and confidence led him to Jesus and there was healing. Jesus said something and they got what they needed. With the leader of the synagogue, his total trust and confidence led him to Jesus and there was healing. Jesus said something and they got what they needed. With the woman that was always bleeding, her total trust and confidence led her to Jesus and there was healing. Jesus said something, and they got what they needed. So for us, here's the practical part of, what, of this time, and, and this is what I want you to jump into. So this is the part where you pull out your pen or your notes app and, and, and put something down. When you're lacking in faith in something, I want you to do what these characters in the story did. They didn't just sit back and wish for something to happen. They didn't like put it on a dream board and waited for the universe to manifest it with their good vibes. They went before the creator of the universe and understood who he was. They understood Jesus' power and love and glory, and they asked for him to fix this. So this week, I want you to think through the situation you find yourself in right now. Then I want you to invite Jesus into it. I want you to ask him to fix it. I don't want you to try and do it on your own because you're not gonna bring anyone back to life. You're not gonna fix everything, but Jesus can. His presence will make everything better. His presence will make everything clear. And I know that because something similar has happened with us here at Akuo. Now, for a lot of you, you've heard the story of how we got this church started. It started almost two years ago when I was in prayer, and I got this picture thrown in my head about knocking on a door at Redeemer Lutheran Church to ask for a building. At first, I didn't want to do it, but eventually, I showed faith. I showed total trust and confidence, and I followed the word that God gave me. So that day when i started knocking on doors someone answered and that's when i got to meet pastor mike bailey the pastor of redeemer lutheran church i told him the story of god telling me to knock on doors and ask for a building and he was in pastor mike since that moment has been an advocate for our church and continues to show up for us then the next part started we a place to meet. So then we needed to figure out how to get our organization together. That's when I started telling people within the City Tribe staff, my friends, about this story. And every time I tell them this story, I would get the same reaction. Wow, that's awesome. So what are you going to name the church? To be honest, I didn't have a really good idea of what we would be called. You know, I'm not a branding or marketing smart guy or anything like that. So I did what I knew to do. I placed my faith where I always placed my faith, with God. I asked him about it. I knew that God had gotten us this far so he would take us further. So I sat down and listened to God. I invited him into the situation. And what was awesome was that I heard from him again. Now, when I say I heard from him, I want you guys to know I didn't hear like a literal voice or anything like that. In this instance, it was just a very strong understanding of a word. So I was asking God, I was like, Lord, what do you want me to call your church? And I kept on getting the same word bouncing around in my head, listen. And I'm like, okay, I'm listening. What do you want me to name this church? And I just kept on getting listen. And now I'm like, I am, I'm listening. I'm getting a little frustrated at this point. And it was at this point that I saw a picture of myself doing research and I went, oh, you want me to do a word study of listen? So I started to study what listen was in the New Testament. Now, just so you know, the New Testament's original language is Greek. So when I looked up the Greek word used in the New Testament that is translated into English as listen, it's the word akuo. Now the word akuo isn't just used once or twice in the New Testament. That word is used 422 times in the New Testament. And like most translations, things can get lost. So I got a chance to get deep into what a kuo meant in the Greek. So I found the literal meaning is listen, right? It's also the the root word for listening, listened and, and all that stuff. But here is where it got interesting. Like the English language, there can be deeper meanings to words. Like if I say someone's chill, that doesn't mean their temperature is literally cold. It means that they're calm, collected and cool. So it's the same thing in Greek, and I found the same thing with the word akouo. It meant so much more than the literal translation of listen. The figurative meaning of akouo means to hear God's voice, voice, which prompts God to birth faith within. So this is an amazing concept to me. When we can hear from God, when we can hear his voice, he births faith within us. He's on both sides of the equation, and we get the benefit of it. It's like if we went into a restaurant and the owner is like, hey man, I'm gonna use my money to pay myself to cook a meal for you. (laughs) That's actually a lot of what we've been talking about this year. This is like exactly what we've been talking about all year long, right? When we dig our roots deep in the riverbanks of God's living water, which is the Holy Spirit, God living within us, when we can dig our roots deep, we can listen to him. We can get this Akuo thing going and God's voice will speak to us and that prompts God to birth more faith. It's the exact thing. The Holy Spirit brings us spiritual fruit. We've seen this happen time and again here at Akuo. We have faithfully listened to what God has to say. We have shown total trust and confidence in how God has been leading us. And when we do that, he makes things happen in ways that we couldn't have done on our own. The fact that this church exists is a testament of how awesome God is. Guys, we listened to God to start this church in the middle of a global pandemic. We started with only online services, and you guys have watched and listened and supported us. Through that, we have had the spiritual fruit of faith grown in our lives. So much faith has been grown that we can hand it over to you, and you can use it. Because being a part of the Akuo community has taken faith on your end. I totally get that. You guys are faithful by showing up here. You have followed me and Abel starting this thing, and that shows faith. Nobody made you be a part of this community, but you felt like it was the right thing. You listened to God about it. Your total trust and confidence in God's word to come with us to Akuo has allowed him to give you more faith. You can now trust God better because you have seen the amazing things he is doing in this community. And for us, our faith starts with Jesus. We know we can have faith in Jesus because of what he did. It isn't, a bunch of a, it isn't about a bunch of rules and regulations, rather, it's about the action of the one that came for us. We know that we can go to him for these things, and we know that he will always be there for us because he gave up everything for us. Jesus lived the perfect life. He was the one that measured up to the great expectation that God has for us. Then Jesus laid his life down for us, to be a sacrifice for all of us, to erase all the ways that we have fallen short. Because of that, we receive an infinite amount of grace from God because of Jesus' sacrifice. And all we have to do to access that grace from God is simply have faith. Have faith that Jesus did that, that's it. All you have to do is trust and have confidence that Jesus died on the cross for you and you will be transformed. The Apostle Paul explained this exact idea in a letter to a group of people in Ephesus like this. There he said, and when you believed in Christ, He identified you as his own by giving you the Holy Spirit, whom he promised long ago. The Spirit is God's guarantee that he will give us the inheritance he promised and that he has purchased us to be his own people. So when we have faith, when we place our trust and confidence in Jesus, he gives us more faith. When we listen to the call that Jesus is giving to us right now to have faith, he will give us more faith to keep going. So if you want to be a part of this, All you have to do is show faith. And one way you can do that is by simply having a conversation with God about this. And I can actually lead you in that conversation you want to have with God. And just so you don't feel like you're on your own, I'm going to ask everyone in the Akuo community to pray along with you. Because here at Akuo, no one prays alone. There's always something there to do life with you. So, if you want to connect to Jesus and be transformed by God, I want you to pray a simple prayer with me today. So just go ahead and bow your heads and pray something like this. Jesus, thank you. Thank you for being who you are. Thank you for your sacrifice for me. Right here, right now, I declare that I have faith in you, Jesus. I put my trust and confidence in you, Jesus. For the rest of my days, I want to follow you the best way I know how. Amen. Now, let's keep our heads bowed. Now, if you've been a believer in Jesus for the last five seconds or the last five decades, and you want to show more faith in your life, I want you to pray something like this with me. Jesus, I ask that you speak into my life. I ask that you would speak the word in my life that would change everything. I ask that you would speak the word into my life that would bring healing. Jesus, I ask that you would give me faith. I'm listening. To you now Jesus speak to me and give me more faith thank you for everything thank you Jesus we pray all these things in the name of the father son holy spirit amen okay guys next week we are going to continue in our series fruit of the spirit and we will be talking about gentleness this will be a series you don't wanna miss out on, so be sure and watch along with us next week at 8, 30 and 10 with our special guest. Also, I just wanna remind you that if you are comfortable, we will continue to meet in person at the pavilion across the street from our building next Sunday at 10 a.m. At these outdoor services, we will continue to wear masks and keep our distance. Now, if you're not ready to be a part of our in-person messages, you are welcome to continue to watch with us here online and listen to us on our podcast. We want to make sure that we are providing the best product we can for you, no matter where you are, in person or online. Next, I want to talk about how we practice generosity here at Akuo. What we do is practice the biblical method of giving called tithing, which means giving a first fruit 10% offering to the storehouse, which is your local church. We know that when you trust God with your finances, there is a great blessing. Now, I'm not saying that you're gonna get like a helicopter or a yacht or anything crazy because you start tithing. That's not how it works. The way it does work is that anytime time you give something over to God, you experience blessing in that arena. It's the faith thing, right? When you have faith in him, he gives you more faith. So this could be how you show faith in God during the season. So what we want you to do is grow closer to God, receive more faith from him by exercising this very practical discipline. Now, that might not be a possibility for you right now. I totally understand that. Things might be really tough for you and your family. And if things are tough for you right now, we want to help you out. We want to be linked to you during your tough time. So if you need anything at all, please reach out to us. Or if you know someone that needs some help, please let us know. We're happy to help you out with a bill. Uh, We actually had someone donate H-E-B gift cards here recently, so we want to hook you up. For that, all you have to do is go to our website, Akuo.Church, and click on the Contact Us link. You can also send an email directly to me, humby.sedveda at akuo.church, or you can text the church directly at 210-901-8785. Now, if you're willing to tithe here at Akuo Church, the way you can do that is by going to our website, akuo.church, and when you get there, all you have to do is click on the giving link and follow the instructions. We also have our text to tithe option. For that, all you have to do is text Akuo, A-K-O-U-O, and the dollar amount you want to tithe to the number 77977. If you don't wanna give electronically, we also have our PO Box available if you would like to send your tithe through a check. For that, all you have to do is mail your tithe to KUO at PO Box 100 125, San Antonio, Texas 78201. Now, one last thing. I just wanna remind you guys about our Zoom group every Wednesday night. This is a great way for us to get together and hear how God is bearing fruit in us and how we can share it with one another. For all the links to the Zoom group, all you have to do is go to our social media pages or our website. Okay guys, that's all that we have for you today. And I want you to know that I love all of you and like I always am, I'm praying for you all week long. So let me just pray over you one last time before we head out. So Jesus, as everyone clicks off their browser, turns off their TV and puts away their phone, I ask that you would be speaking to them, Lord. I ask that you would continue to remind them to plant their roots deep into your living water. I pray that as they move throughout their week, that you would give them more faith. And through that faithful act that they show to you, they would get more faith and so on and so forth in a way that they could just share it with everyone around them. And that one day people would look at them and go, man, that is a person of faith. We thank you for everything and who you are, Jesus. We love you. And we pray all of these things in your name. Amen. All right, guys, that's it for you today. We'll see you on Wednesday at our Zoom group.